Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. The first off-season pine tar for breakfast is going to be with the first acquisition of the off-season for the Philadelphia Phillies, and that was the hitting coach, Kevin Long, as he replaces Joe Dillon in a spot where he gets to be reacquainted with Joe Girardi, Bryce Harper, Rob Thompson, and plenty others. He is a great listen. Hopefully you like it and find something interesting with him as Kevin Long joins me right here on Pine Tower for Breakfast. In the air to left field. Going back on it. It is gone! Kevin Franzen sends everybody home. Ball there. Coming, Coming down. down. What up? And welcome to another episode of Pine Tower for Breakfast. The first one of this offseason, 2021 offseason. As I am here in Houston, covering the ALCS for MLB Radio on Sirius XM. Um, I just got to get to it, because for me, when it comes to the game, one thing that I love more than anything is hitting, talking, hitting, um, knowing how difficult it is to hit. Um, And when you get to the level that we are here at the big leagues, guess what? you got to continue to learn and get better. Well, there's a guy that the Phillies have hired and for me is as phenomenal of a human being as as he is a hitting coach, Kevin Long. And well, let's just get right to it. Yep, that's right. The one that's been most sought after for a long time for so many different teams. Uh, he has hit on many of the NL East teams. We hope this is the last spot. Two-time World Series champ. I believe that is correct, K. Long. Kevin Long. Yeah. New yeah. Phillies hitting what, coach. What up, France? How we doing, bud? Uh, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm here in Houston, uh, looking All outside. Right. A little slightly cloudy, uh, humid outside. Got game. I think it's game six, six tonight. Yeah, game six. So, oh, nice, yeah, I'm pretty nice. excited. Um, yeah. Hey, first and foremost, mm-hmm. congrats. Um, just to let you know, uh, your book Cage Rat uh, <laughs> is the last book I read in its entirety. Yeah, so wow. it, that didn't have pictures in it, so it's great. Yeah, no, it was, uh, it was <laughs> thank you. I appreciate it, by the way. Um, it was something that um, I was getting people wanted to do a hitting book a long time ago, and I started just telling them my story, and it ended up being a little bit of a biography um, with one chapter of hitting. So uh, it was it was fun. It was something I'll never do again, but uh, uh, I did enjoy doing it, and uh, and. Uh, it's it's kind of strange how that ended up being more of a biography than a hitting book. Maybe somewhere down the line, I, I will do a hitting book um, because of all the new 
yeah. stuff it out on all the crazy stuff. You'd be surprised at how constant I've remained throughout my career and not got end of all this crazy technology and stuff <laughs> that's out there. Um, I don't know. It's worked for me. This is going to be my 16th year in the big leagues. I'm humbled. I'm humbled by your introduction. Uh, when people uh, use best and my name in the same sentence, it's uh, it freaks me out a little bit. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm just, uh, I, I really, really enjoy what I do. And I've been able to connect with, with a lot of players uh, that have had a lot of success uh, under my watch. And so it's, 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 uh, it's been a lot of fun and I'm looking forward to Philly. I hope you said it. This is my last stop, yeah. especially in the national. I can't do another nationally. I gotta stop. <laughs> this is this is out of control, bro. It is. It is out of control. It is out of control. Yeah. So so yeah. we'll we'll keep it there. But like, okay. you do a hitting book. It's funny because, mm-hmm. uh, and you, you you talk about it. It's like one chapter. But like Ted Williams's book, really yeah. is what less than a hundred pages when you think about it. Like yeah, the the the, yeah. the hitting stuff is so weird because it's like it there's no black and white because every guy no. is different, right? Yeah. And you said something already that I, I find fascinating because it's the thing that I think about the the hitting coach mm-hmm. and the player and the hitter. Mm-hmm. It's a relationship, mm-hmm. and it's yes. like the more the trust, the more the belief, the more that like each look at each other going like we see eye to eye doesn't mean that like it's my way or the highway. It's like. No. The beauty of the hitting coach is that connection, right? It's 100% that connection because each individual, have you ever seen two, two swings that are the same? Two loads nope. that are the same? Nope. There's, they're, they're, they're different. Everybody's different. Everybody, uh, you know, translates information differently. Um, some guys are visual. Some guys are verbal. Some guys, are, you know, it's just some guys are field guys. It's, it's so different with each individual. Uh, and I'm, I'm like an independent contractor where I just go, <laughs> I'm serious, where it's just each guy uh, has something different that they want to do. And, and I'm going to take care of them uh, and their needs uh, in, in my own special way and their special way. Um, and it's, it's, it's kind of cool, um, you know, starting over, let's say after four or five years, I go to another team. It's, it's actually exciting because I get to, Take my information that has been stale or stagnant, gets stagnant with one organization or one team, and I get to try it with, uh, you know, a bunch of new cast members or characters, and and it's 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 actually fun, and I enjoy doing that. Uh, it's also why I like doing clinics and camps. Yeah, for that for that reason as well. So. Well, I always find it funny because it's like the the message how it gets stale because both my parents being teachers and coaches, mm-hmm. like I understand. Mm-hmm that it just never makes sense to me why it gets stale. Cause there's always these like evolving players, right? Like the revolving door of players that come in and out and you're going like, why? Like you see, yeah. you, and you know, yeah. the success, you're like, why does it become stale? Like being great sucks, I guess. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I, it's, that's a great question too, because you're right. They, they you know, organizations don't say stay the same uh, and players move on and uh, whether they retire or, or don't get it figured out or go to another team or whatever. But um, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting, but it is, it's very difficult leaving an organization um, because you have, you, you're comfortable. Yeah. And you feel uh, you, you build relationships and you have all these friends and it's easy to stay um, and, and pick it up and, and go into another organization. 
you got to meet so many different people, different names, different um, personalities. It's uh, uh, if I hadn't done it, um, this is now my fourth time. It would I would be a little bit skitterish about this and yeah. a little bit uncertain. But uh, I've done it enough times now where I feel I feel really good going into this one. Well, hitting coaches aren't introverts. You're extroverts, right? Like you got to be. You got to be able to connect and be able to like. Yep. The worst hitting coaches are the ones that are quiet to me. Because it's you know, like, uh, what's they, he thinking? They, I don't know. Yeah, they they call me a little bit crazy and a little bit out there, and I I'd be seen going back and forth with players, and sometimes wrestling with them, or sometimes uh, whatever it takes. But I, I like to have fun. I like to um, uh, I like to be loud at times. It's um, good. So yeah, our cages are lively. Um, we have a lot of fun in the cages, and a lot of times our pitchers uh, end up just hanging out because there's a good vibe uh, yep. and it's positive. Um, yeah, that's how I got to know Max Scherzer so well. Mm. He's like, he was always in the cages, and I said, "Why are you always in here?" He says, "I just I like the vibe. I like talking to you. I like you know picking your brain." Patrick Corbin would do the same thing, and it, that was fun. Andy Pettit, uh, CC Sabathia, those guys. That was American League, but they were always around the cages. And, because um, by the way, they're trying to get hitters out too. So they like yeah. if you talk to the guy that knows as much, if not more than anybody, I you, you might pick up on some things. No way! What a thought! What a thought! Interesting. <laughs> That's kind of old school baseball. How we used to sit around and chat, and everybody used to like pick each other's brain. Um, which brings me to my favorite all-time story in baseball when I uh, worked the All-Star Game. Um, because in 2016, it was in San Diego. Yep. And a couple of the hitters wanted to, they said, hey, can we just pick your brain and have like a, a round table and, and discuss hitting? It was Arenado, and it was Matt Carpenter, and it was Bryce Harper, and it was Daniel Murphy. Uh, I'm missing a few other guys. But the two, two guys that walked in were Madison Bumgarner and Clayton Kershaw. And we literally, we literally talked for two hours about hitting. Yeah. And Bumgarner and Kershaw didn't say much. They just kind of sat there and took it in. And I go, you, you guys are pretty smart. Uh, they, yeah, they're brilliant. They, yeah, it was brilliant. They're they brilliant. They're just digesting information and taking in the thought process of a hitter. And do, I thought it was. Do you pinch good. yourself over those moments? Yeah, it, those are those are the moments that I, I look I look back on. And I go, wow. That's that was special. That was that's a memory that just it, it's embedded in me, and I'll never forget ever. What's crazy is you look at like your your career as a hitting coach, mm-hmm. and the names, and you're just like, oh my god, like Hall of Famer, Hall of Famer, Hall of Famer, All Star, All Star, Silver Slugger, Silver Slugger, Hall of Famer, Goat. I mean, you're <laughs> like you got Dude. all these guys, and it's like I, there's a reason they continue to be great, and and obviously they have that. It's not all the hitting coach. But to no, keep them in not. line, right? Like the Jeters, the A-Rods, the, you know, you could go with Jorge Posada, the Bernie Williamses. Then you go on and you could keep on going and we, we name after name. Oh, and then there's Juan Soto, Ted Williams himself. I mean, like that, that to me is, I mean, so many times you can't, you're not going to take the credit. Great hitting coaches no. don't. Because you always get the crap. You get all the, like, well, this guy struggled. <laughs> yeah, the, the best way to explain it is I tell guys, I say, listen, A-Rod won two MVPs before I even met the dude. Derek Jeter had already won six or seven silver sluggers. Hmm. Um, 
Bernie Williams, the same thing. Gary Sheffield. Jason Giambi had already won an MVP. Um, Ichiro Suzuki had already won an MVP. Yeah, he was pretty good. Andrew, Andrew Jones had done most of his damage with Atlanta when I had him. Um, it was just Johnny Damon, um, Bobby Abreu. Some of these <laughs> names are just and – I, and, I, and I just kind of shake my head like, wow. Um, is somebody taking care of me or what? Yeah. Um, because you have to be in the right spot at the right time. And, um, sure, you have to be, uh, you know, you have to know what you're doing and you have to be prepared for when that moment hits. And it hit in 2007 when they said you're going to be the New York Yankees hitting coach. And I said, oh, shit, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> it's so uh, here true. I am. Yeah, because here I am, a career minor leader, and I'm getting my first opportunity to be a big league hitting coach. And all I could think about is this is a setup to fail um, because at some point the offense is not going to show up. And um, I know New York and I know the fan base and I know the way it gets there. And, um, you know, eight years later, I'm still doing the same job. Um, and I'm just kind of was like, wow, this is, this is crazy. And in my 34 years, I did get fired in 2014. Um, I had another year left on my contract. Um, and I thought to myself, well, <laughs> eventually it was going to happen. Yeah. Um, and it did. And, uh, you know, I'm glad that's the only time that that's happened. But uh, it, that humbles you as well because it, it, uh, it lets you know that at any given time, um, this can end. So. Well, I mean, and it brings me to the point of like that, the one that you were with who may or may not have been the one to fire you is the one that hires you as well in Joe Girardi again. And yeah, yeah, it's uh, so sometimes sometimes they don't realize how good it is. Yeah, what they have until it's gone. And that's that we say that all the time about situations or, you know, um, people that were around uh, and then all of a sudden they're gone. You go, man, I didn't realize how impactful this guy was. And cash cash kind of hinted at that. He's like, listen, this might be the worst move I ever made. As yeah. far as fire the guy, and he he had an inclination that uh, you know wasn't going to necessarily work out too good for him, um, but nonetheless uh, something had to be done. I mean, I know the way it is in New York. I know the way it is uh, in our business. Somebody yeah. has to be the guy, and in this case, um, you know, I was the guy. So uh, you take it on the chin, you get back up, and. You go cross town to the New York Mets and you say, well, let's see what we can do. Uh, and I'm proud that we went to a World Series uh, in 2015 uh, while the other the other side was 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 not in a World Series. Yeah. So that was kind of that was kind of fun. Um, then you go to another team and you get out of New York and you go to the, the Nats and we end up going to the World Series and winning it. Um, you know, I'm hoping that um, we can pull off some more magic in the Phillies. Uh, can win a World Series. That would be, that would be really cool. It's so true because I mean you've now been in three organizations. This is your fourth, and uh, you've be- been to besides the Royals in the big leagues. In yeah, the in the big leagues, um, yes, yeah. and you've been to three World Series or multiple World Series, but you've taken three three, three, three teams. World Series and won twice. Yeah, it's it's yeah. unbelievable, and to do it with all those teams, it's like all right. Good things can happen here, so let's get some belief going. All right. Yeah, let's get some belief going. I'm <laughs> believing in this this Philly magic, and I'm believing in you know, the Philadelphia Phillies right now, and I think they're close. Uh, 
there's a lot of good pieces in place and um, a few little pieces and it might get them over the hump. I really do feel that way. I love it. Uh, your relationship with Girardi, uh, Joe's, yeah. it, ours has been phenomenal with him. He's been so good with the broadcast team, um, letting us in and, and just talking. And I have the most fun just talking, asking about, you know, just situations and stuff that he's been with in the past of like when he was catching and catching Mariano and hearing those stories. And then, you know, just his overall baseball IQ but you have mm-hmm. a bigger one. You have a friendship. You have a like uh, almost like a brother like <laughs> relationship yeah. with him. Oh, it is. Uh, it is. How would you explain it? Like, because it's phenomenal. I I love it. I think it's I I think it's great. I love Joe Girardi, and I love everything about him. He's fierce. He's a competitor. Uh, he wants to. Uh, he's gonna find a way, um, whether it's out thinking, you know, whether it's. Um, some kind of shenanigans, whatever it is, he's going to find a way to get you, get you. And um, I love that in him. Um, I love the way he's always processing information and thinking about, you know, what's the best way to do this. He, he's, uh, he's planned out. He knows what he's doing. Um, I love the way he runs the pitching staff. I've seen that. Um, he's got a good feel for, you know, the, the position players and putting them in the right spots. Um, he just, he, there's not many times where you shake your head and go, what are we doing? Here? Um, yeah. He just, uh, he's very calculated and uh, there's a reason why he, he thinks it out and he knows uh, what's going to happen almost before it happens. And, uh, you know, us being back together again is, is, is a good thing. How about your little uh, dust up in June? Um, yeah, about it. That's well. That's the ultimate competitor. It's not. See, because yeah. here's the thing: being friends, being all that, yeah. right? Yep. How many yeah. times do we see players, you know, get a jam shot base hit, and the first baseman is now patting him on the back, going like, "Way to go, man!" Like, yeah. No. Yeah. No. 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 It's double bird in your face, right here. Let's go. Yeah, I'm kind of that way too. <laughs> when I when I leave when I leave teams or I go somewhere else. I'm not a I'm not a big mingler. I don't, you know, go over there and talk to the the other players and and the staff. I'm not, I'm bad that way. But it's it's more the the competitor in me. And I know Joe's the same way. Um, you know, he's more worried about his troops mm-hmm. uh, and his team. He's not worried about the other guys. He's not worried about their team. And that's the way I am. So when you know I took offense to you know the the check and Scherzer for the third time or fourth time, whatever, I, I, get, I just took offense to it and I lost it. I yeah. Lost but you take pride, you take pride in your player behind, like not, not only yeah. just the action, but like what max meant, like you were talking about it earlier Yeah. and him coming in and just hanging out and having that vibe. And like, you have that relate, you're protective. Well, that's now my guy. That's your guy. He's, he's, he's on my team. That's yeah. my guy. That's, that's my dude. And guess what, Joe? Yeah, we're friends, but you're not my guy anymore. <laughs> because you're wearing a different uniform. So, you know. And, and I see red it. right now. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> and then, you know, you want to go, Caleb? I'm like, let's go. Come on. And I'm Who like, wins that? Let me at him. Let me at him. And my wife, my wife tells me later, you're, I'm glad they held you back because he would have killed you. I'm like, yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, it is what it is. It is but, what it uh, is. It was, yeah, it was, it's like no harm done. And I, I tell everybody, 
it's like the big brother, little brother deal. You know, you guys are going to have fights, but at the end of the day, you're family. Yeah, so. you're going to be at the dinner table eating dinner together. Like that's that, it. I mean, you're, that's whatever. It. That's the best I, way to describe it. You know, you've been there. You know. It's, it's awesome. You know it Staying with the relationship part, you and Harp. Yeah. I mean, yeah. uh, obviously, uh, I know that. I know that Joe Dillon and, and Harp had a great relationship and yes. it hurt for Harp when, you know, yep. they let go Joe. Uh, but the good thing on the other side is that they did re- replace Joe with someone that he has a relationship, a trust, a love for, and that's yourself. Um, and I, I just, you guys go. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I, first and foremost, I feel bad for, for Joe. Um, I, I know, he did a great job and I know the players respected him. It's mm-hmm. just, it's part of this business. And the last thing I expected to happen was me to be his replacement. That's, mm-hmm. I didn't, that was just out of nowhere. It kind of just happened. It, and um, everything like timing was unbelievable. It just was unfortunate. Anyway, uh, him losing Joe was, was tough. I know that because when you have a season like Bryce had and your hitting coach gets fired, um, it, it, it stings and it hurts a little bit. Um, I think it does help that, uh, you know, he trusts me and we have a relationship and we have a very good relationship. Um, so I, I know that part of it lessens the sting, um, you know, of, of losing Joe. Um, and you know, now my job is to, to, you know, rekindle our relationship, uh, keep Harp going exactly where he, where he's been. I mean, he was, him and Soto in the second half of the year were unbelievable. Yeah. The second, I mean, Bryce Harper was uh, every game, a double, a homer, a walk, Soto doing the same thing. It was, uh, those two guys were, you know, head and above everybody else. Uh, and that's why they're in the MVP uh, talk, you know? So it's going to be fun being back with Bryce, working with them. I know the talent. I know the individual. Um, this guy's very, very special. And, uh, you know, I'm fortunate enough to, to, to be here and to be working with it. It's crazy because it, it was one of the last games of the year I was looking at it and it was like Harp, Trey, and, and Soto, they end up one, two, three in the batting race and you're going, mm-hmm. oh, my God. Like, yeah. think about this. This lineup that could have, like, in, in all honesty, could have been. I mean, you yeah. got guys with 100 RBIs. You got all three over 100 runs scored. I mean, the, the amount of walks, stolen bases. I mean, because it, right. it's like – what the hell? <laughs> oh, that's that's scary to think of those those guys in the same lineup. I mean, you you know you see Soto now when when Bryce played with him, Soto was 19 years old. Yeah. Now he's 22 and he's he's way better now than he was when he first got the pick. And he was Not, so I good say then. Way better, but he was really good then. But um, he just doesn't give away at bats. He doesn't swing at balls. Um, he hits righties. He hits lefties. He hits to all fields he hits breaking ball like you look at his where to pitch him yeah and i talked to i talk to opposing uh pitching coaches they go he, there's literally nowhere to go <laughs> i go no when he's on good luck yeah you throw the ball over the plate which you have to because he's gonna make you um you don't have anywhere to go and bryce i've seen bryce the same way where he's just stubborn and he won't swing at balls and when they don't swing at balls Oh my gosh, yeah. they're dangerous. It, it it's uh, that trust too. That oh, and I would think it's more more or less with Harp. It's more trust in the guy behind him. Like because yeah, I, I feel like with Harp, like because he he wants to win so bad, 
Like there's that that desire that he has that sometimes he might go out of the zone because he's not like thinking. He just like, I know I'm the only one that could do this right now, <laughs> and it's yeah, it's incredible. And that's, and that's his baseball IQ. Yeah, he kind of knows how good he is, and he's been that way since he's ten years old. He's always been the best guy in the field and uh, the best player, and uh, not much of that has changed in his life. Um, you know, and he's been told probably his whole life like. You got to be, you're the man. And, uh, you know, in these situations, this is where you got to thrive. Um, where Soto's a little bit different. He doesn't, he doesn't care what the situation is. If you do not throw a strike, he's not going to swing. Yeah. So that's, that's the difference. And, uh, you know, I think each could do a little bit more the other way. I think Soto could expand a little bit more at times. Uh, but, if that ends up turning into him chasing a lot more, then yeah. that's 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 not good. And Bryce, we've seen when he tries to do that, he'll expand at times too much. Um, so I guess if I had to have it one way, I'd, I'd rather just them stay in the strike zone and stay to their strengths. Yeah, just um, simplify. But it. I do understand. <laughs> I do under, Yeah, I do understand why though. I really do. I, I what I don't get <clears throat> is all the times I watched a Juan Soto at bat, Bryce is at bats, and you're like. Those pitches that are barely off the plate, you're going, they don't budge. And you're going, my God, I swung three times right there. You know, like that's the, you. that's I, the part. Yeah, I'm yeah. swinging at every one of those. Oh my God. I'm yeah. like, oh my God, how are you taking that? Plus you're Kevin Franson and yeah. I'm Kevin Long. We're not Juan Soto and Bryce no. Harper. That's, 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 that's oh my God. all day long on us. Yeah. It's insane. It is and I, insane. And, and, and you just, I feel like as a hitting coach, sometimes you, you got to pick your jaw off the ground. I know it's not part of your gig, but like. God, like they're taking stuff and going, thank you. How do you do that? Thank you for making me look great. (laughs) It's yeah. It's absolutely amazing that they can come. They say, you know, that ball was barely off. I know it was off. Yeah. And uh, sure enough, I'll go look and it's just missing the plate. And you know, the umpires, they go and check their stuff as well. So they start to learn that if this guy's taking that pin, he tells me it's a ball. It's probably a ball, probably a ball. Well, I yeah, saw Juan and- Soto uh, three years ago, uh, or two years ago. I, I I take that back. He complained on a pitch that was actually a strike, and I I celebrated on air because I'm going. That's the first time I've ever seen him argue a pitch that he was wrong. Yeah. I'm like, it was unbelievable, and it, and I'm not even talking. It wasn't like all over the plate. It was one of those that it was actually like a like half ball on the plate. It was it was borderline, but you're going like it was a strike, but you're going. Let's celebrate this moment. Like he was wrong for the first time I've seen him. Yeah, it doesn't happen very often. He's 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 been caught a couple times on that, and now he'll they'll go. Okay, one word. Did you have the height of that? Where was it? I go. I think that was high enough, Juan. Oh, I, I had that down. <laughs> and then and then we'll go back and look, and it's fifty fifty. Oh my it's god. It's half. It's half. So it's however you look at it. Like I mean, yeah, glass half full, empty. What do you got? So he he gets to the point where. I go, Juan, it's, it's touching the line. He goes, no, it's 90% a ball and 10% a strike. <laughs> I go, okay, fair enough. Now, if, I mean, now, if he would have come back and into the dugout and said, like, okay, long, like, it might be a strike, but it's only 10% strike, 90% ball. Like, in that moment, then, yeah, we're, not, then, then we're, like, we're questioning, like, are you human? Are you a human? Yeah, no, I, I'm going to retire at that point. Yeah, I'm just say, <laughs> okay, uh, I'm done, you know. That, that, but that's how good that's these guys awesome. are. I've had a few guys in my career. Brett Gardner was really good at yeah. that as well. Brandon yeah. Nimmo is really, really good. 
uh, at the strike with knowing the strike zone price and then Juan. I mean, well, they know. I was oh, going to ask you. Rend Rendon as well yeah. was really good. I mean, he knows the strike zone. So I, I was going to ask you because Brett Gardner and Bryce uh, are, in my mind, I've always thought they're very similar uh, uh, when it comes to their head, right? Like beyond yeah. smart in the game. Yeah, but their emotion, their 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 emotions and, and, and stuff that you see with them that you might not see with some of those other guys you me just mentioned. Like that's a good comparison. I, I, I think I think you're right on the money there. How do you keep them because you don't want to take that, that fire away ever. No. But no. like to keep them in that moment and, and not to let them be you know, that pitch or that, that disagreement in their mind uh, you know, fester and, 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 and take over the next pitch. So what happens? They get to a point where it's there's no return. Mm -hmm. I, I just you're just not going to stop them, uh, and they're they're going to look back on it, and um, you know they're going to go, man, I just I kind of lost it there. I've heard you know, both of them say it. I just you know I got the best of me. Uh, I know I can't do that, but I was frustrated at that point, hmm. and it's, it goes to a point of no return. Uh, you know, usually it goes another two to three months where they're pretty good. And then it starts to fester again, and then they lose it. Where you know a lot of guys can just keep it in check the whole time. Um, I I know me personally, I was never able to keep it in check. No. I would lose it like those guys. Yep. Um, I never got it back. See, yeah, never, never. Yeah, you see other guys. <laughs> yeah, you see other guys, and they they do a really good job of controlling their. I emotions. was so jealous of those guys that were like. So was I. Rendon. So, like, How? Rendon was one of well, those guys that I got so bad. I was, I was like. I want to be like you. Like, how do you line out thirty times in a in a four game stretch, and never like chuck a helmet, a bat, or whatever? And you just go, hmm, whatever. I'll get him next time. Like, yeah. The one I remember one time I, I heard something down in the tunnel, and I go, I looked. Everybody on the team was there, and I said, except for one guy. I go, Rendon. Is that Rendon? I go down there, and there's a bat just completely shattered in about 50 pieces. I go, good for him. Yes. You're like he's celebrating that. that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, every, yeah, even those guys will have their moment, but they, they usually go down underneath and, and take out their frustrations. Oh, there. it's so beautiful. Yeah. It's funny. Man. Hey, it's just a couple of questions for you on this one. Uh, Cause I yeah. think it's, it's, it's asked a lot, uh, you know, not only by listeners, by, by guys, you know, in the media, girls in the media, whatever. But when a hitting coach comes over and, you know, luckily, I mean, look, you've talked about it. You know, you've had to go to different organizations and learn new people. Uh, mm -hmm. You're having to learn a new, you know, uh, a new group, a new roster, a new, you know, fresh new set of hitters. Uh, luckily, mm -hmm. you've been able to see them. So you understand, like, you know, like what you've seen, right? It's not, you're mm -hmm. not di diving in. How long does it take for you? Not to fully Ooh. understand, but to semi-understand you know, the player, the new player that you're getting, because I feel like the other part is sitting there and talking to him, you know, so you can't say fully, I fully got a grasp on him. That's, that's the thing I would say I've changed the most throughout the years is I've been able to pick up stuff and grasp stuff and other people swing a lot quicker. Hmm. And I used to just kind of tentatively, I knew what was going on, but wait. And now I'm more, like to the point i just okay listen this is what i see this is what i think needs to be done um and i have a track record now with success that allows me to do that 
where as a first year guy, a second year guy, a third year guy, you, you, I mean, you're smart to lay back a little bit yeah. because you don't, you don't have the track record. You don't have, um, you know, the sort of speak, the guys that uh, have had success under you. So, um, you know, that's, I have a really good feel for Alapalm going in. Um, JT Riomuto, DD Gregorius, uh, Segura, I got a good feel for. I got a good feel for most of these guys right now. Um, and then I have, you know, jotted down and I got a, a notebook of stuff that, um, you know, I, I think can better them. Um, I think every hitter, believe it or not, can get better, even the one oh, solos always. of the world. Yeah. There's always something that they can do. Um, you know, to make themselves a little bit better. And that's what I always strive to do. I strive to bring out the best uh, that I can in each individual. Um, some of them, if I could just match up their career numbers and stay close to that, I feel good about. Others of them will, will just blow them out of the water, hmm. uh, which is that those are the fun ones. Uh, Kyle Swarber doing what he did in that streak this year. Um, Daniel Murphy, um, you know, getting it figured out. Curtis Granderson. Um, you know, basically going to turn into a platoon hitter. Um, got, you know, him figured out against lefties and he hits 84 homers in two years. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was just, uh, those are the, those are the fun ones. And those are the ones that, um, you look back on and you go, all right. But if you don't, if you don't try, and if you don't have these ideas, um, you know, you, you can't expect things like that to happen. They're just not going to happen. What's your, what's your take on Alec and, and, Building up the hitter again uh, seems to be more mental than it is the physical part. Yeah, I think it's, so. Here it is: you got a guy who had 500 plate appearances in the minor. That's it, mm-hmm. and he's in the big leagues. And what does he do in the big leagues? Well, there's nobody in the stands. It's a lot like a minor league setup. There's nobody there. There's no pressure. Yeah, you just you play a bit. You, you actually, it is the same game because there's nobody in the stands. There's nobody booing you. There's no, you know, uh, and he goes off. He hits 330 or whatever he did. Um, and now, you know, I heard a bunch of our Louis Garcia, our 21-year-old second baseman, says, you know, he's talking about the crowds and how big they are. And this and I'm thinking, dude, you've been in the big leagues for – no, you haven't. Hmm. It, was a, it was a pandemic season. Yeah. So it's different. Um, and it, and you know how many times guys get called up and they get sent down. You've seen it. Yep. Um, it happens all the time. Been there. In this case, yeah. <laughs> it, it, the great ones. Jeter yeah. did it. A Rod did it. All of them. They they once they got to the big leagues, they got sent down. And when they come back up the second time, they're usually a lot better. Uh, they're more prepared for, uh, you know, failure, so to speak, and and the environment of the big leagues. So. He, his strength is a lot like Soto's. It's middle, middle the other way. Um, he's got to stay there. Even if he gets beat by a fastball or he doesn't catch up to a couple fastballs, he's got to stay with his strength. Now, um, I just recently got done hitting with him, and uh, we're going to get him a little bit closer to the hitting position. Uh, and, and his timing is going to be a little bit more efficient, and his move to the ball is going to be shorter and quicker. Um, so that should take care of that. Uh, I'm I'm not really. I mean, he hit 247, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Do you know what the major league average is? 244, I believe. Okay, so he was three above. Yeah. So we're acting like 
it's the end of the world. It is the end of the world. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It is. <laughs> it is. Okay. Well, uh, I hope. I hope. I hope Alec doesn't do anything crazy, and I hope he understands where he's at. But uh, I, I, I think this kid's special. I think he's going to be heard from a lot, and I think Philly fans are going to really, really like um, what this guy means to their future and the success of their future. What about? So, what about, flips, what about the flip side when you have a guy that's mm-hmm. been in a league for a long time and like Didi, like in, in, in trying to figure out number one health, I think with mm-hmm. him, right? I, I would say that yeah. would be one, but number two is just yeah. where he is mentally uh, with his swing and, and you know, all that. It's fun. It's funny because you, you got these veterans, they've been around a long time and they start to struggle and they have a bad year and they take a hit. Their ego takes a hit. They're, you know, they're not, uh, their mojo is not where it needs to be. And, mm-hmm. and that's my job and his job is to get it back. You know how bad we need Didi to be Didi? Mm-hmm. Very bad. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And, and he can do it. And if he does it, and which he's going to, um, do, the, do the Phillies get into the playoffs, number one? Yes. Uh, is there a chance that we win the World Series? I think yes, too. Um so these are these are the things and the questions you talk about and ask, and um, we're going to attack it. And my job is to to get Didi feeling good and good about himself. He can do it. He knows he can do it. Um, I remember in April, um, him having a pretty good April with a lot mm-hmm. of RBIs. So uh, maybe it was injuries. Maybe it was something. Did he get COVID too? No, he well, no, okay. he got the uh, the he was out with pseudo gout with his elbow. Pseudo gout, okay, all right. Which so, is it, uh, beyond my pay grade on that one. So, uh, right, yeah. right, me too. Me too. <laughs> but nonetheless, yeah, those those guys, uh, you know, I've had the veteran guys that have struggled before, and um, you know, you just it's the same thing. You just you're, you're trying to speak their language and um, you know, trying to get them feeling good about themselves and their swing as quick as you can. Um, and it's just, it's just one at bat at a time, one pitch at a time, um, and trying to get them back on track and, um, you know, if they, oh, there's that at bat. Okay. Oh, and he just put together another one. Yeah. All of a sudden out of his last 10, he's hit seven balls hard. Okay. Here we go. Now we're starting to see him coming around. Uh, and then all of a sudden you're not even talking about a swing anymore. You're not talking about anything. He just kind of takes off. So, um, you know. I'm not. I'm not worried about DD. Um, I think he's going to be a, a big part of what we do next year. And uh, you know, well, I'm anxious to get with him and get to know him better. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so, um, you know, I'll try to take care of that as soon as I can, and and we'll get working on that. Well, there. Look, I can't thank you enough for coming on Pine Tar for yeah. breakfast. Uh, <laughs> like seriously, it is. It's exciting. Just to have you around, I mean, Appreciate from afar, it. I've always looked at you and, and always been like, I remember it was like 2014, I, I, I came over and finally talked to you for the first time. Uh, it, and it was like, dude, yeah, I, I, I need I something. And I was yeah. like, I need yeah. something. You're like, dude, no. you're fine. You're good. Let's, <laughs> if I was, the only way is I, I, I'd have to have time. It was like in, in the middle of BP. But like, when you know good people and you know good hitting coaches to not great hitting coaches, uh, you want to talk as much as possible. And so this, to me, was as phenomenal as anything I could ever have. Well, I'll tell you what, I enjoyed I enjoyed this conversation and I enjoyed uh, our banter back and forth. It was 
was a lot of fun. A lot more fun. Than, you never know what, what, what you're getting into. Yeah. Um, well, I don't do notes, was, so I just no. go. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> and that's how I do it. I don't have a note. I don't. Like I'll go into meetings. And well, hitting's a conversation, meetings. right? Like it, it is. Yeah, like, it and is. so talking it about is. people and like certain things yeah. for me just go. I'm like, yes, let's go there. <laughs> but that's Kev. You have a gift. Uh, that that gift is is it's it's real. It's special. Um, you know, you just you get around certain people and you feel you feel comfortable. Well, I we appreciate don't know that. each other. We don't we don't know each other that well. And this was an e- this was an easy conversation. Yeah, no, it's uh, uh, it, but, it but it's coming from one guy that looks to, up to you because uh, again, it's a job that people love to would love to have, but then they yeah. get into it and they're like, "Ooh, yeah, maybe not." But this is something that you live, and it comes off, and it it just thank you. I I, I have to say that just thank you. No, you know it was my pleasure, and uh, I'm glad we could talk about it. My dad always told me, he said, uh, "You're in a very tough." position because everybody pretty much played little league baseball everybody knows just enough <laughs> to have an opinion i go oh my god you're right so, so i've always kept that in mind like if this guy just out of nowhere comes up, what, what are you doing with cheater he was doing okay you're right buddy you, you know better than i do so i've always kind of taken that with a grain of salt and said all right well, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna let people voice their opinion and say what they need to. Yeah, now, getting it. on the internet and seeing all that crap, I, I get to uh, yeah, we could That's have too much. We could have a whole different conversation. I, I tried to fight that fight for a little bit, and I was like, I'm out. No, no, I'm dude, out. stay out of that. Yep. Yeah, you can't win on that one. Nope, can't nope. Win. But no. we can win, well, and we can be with you. And I love it. We'll you're back with Joe Girardi, right. the Phillies, and Harp, and uh, yeah. Kevin Long. You're the man. All right, appreciate it, dude. I, I, it was a lot of fun, and. We'll be in, I'm sure we'll be in plenty of more conversations throughout the year. Well, I can't wait. Me neither. Kay Long is the best. And to me, he is a game changer for the organization, for the minor league hitters, because I'm sure there's going to be a plan set up from him all the way down towards that side. And who he sets up as his assistants, I think, is going to be phenomenal as well. So when you look at it, Kay Long has a big task in front of him. There's a lot of guys that, don't have the Bryce Harper resume. They don't have the years that are coming off him. He's got to remake some of these guys, and it'll be interesting how it happens. And uh, if there's one guy that I trust more than anything, it is Kevin Law. So, till next time, thanks for joining me right here on the first episode of the 2021 offseason for your Philadelphia Phillies and Pine Tower for breakfast. I'm Kevin Franzen, at Kevin Franzen on Twitter. Hit me up whenever you get a chance. Peace! Kevin Franzen! Where's out of here?